Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the show. Vassos is here. Ciao, ciao. What's <laughs> that about? Oh, sorry about this, everyone. If you're listening on the podcast, listen to yesterday's. It was a belter. With Russell Brand. Um, Sinead's here. Hello. Hello, hello Sinead. And Tequila Tilly's here. Howdy. How are you, Tequila Tilly? Great. How are you? I'm great. You have a Coventry champ for I us. I do. So there's not much going for Coventry City. You're a big Coventry As, fan. I though. am a Coventry fan. Were you at Wembley last week? I wasn't, no. I was watching at home in my T-shirt, though. Okay. And very sad. All right. But there's not much going for a Coventry fan. But Coventry does have two cathedrals. I didn't know that. So they sing, if you want a cathedral, we've got one to spare. Oh, Coventry. <laughs> on the get, terraces of the football get. ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take the wins where you have okay, them. Okay, <laughs> that is now making West Ham's new chance sound acceptable <laughs> and maybe even good. <laughs> the reason we're banging on about this nonsense is because the West Ham fans haven't been to bed since Wednesday mm-hmm. and their newest chant doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> Give us West Ham's new chant again. Just sold my car to Lucas Packetar. Just sold my car to Lucas And it does work with the actual song. Here we go. Just sold my car to Lucas Paqueta to Lucas Paqueta to Lucas Paqueta give us a Coventry one again off the back of it if you want a cathedral we've got one to spare oh Coventry it's good isn't it yeah so we've got it's all we've got I just feel like it ends very abruptly like there should be maybe just another line of something to do with football I don't know I mean well, I, mean, I mean, who am I to say I've never come up with a chance so. actually we do have more on the way Sarah Beanie the brilliant Sarah Beanie's on the way tell us about Sarah Sinead well people know her as a property expert years on the telly doing all this like wonderful like you know advice to everyone and now she's got a new life in the country but very sadly as people might well know she was diagnosed with cancer and uh, so she has this new programme uh, out ne- on Monday Sarah Beanie versus cancer and it just follows through her, her journey of getting treatment and you hear from the uh, her husband her lovely four boys um, and it's upbeat in so many ways it's obviously very sad in so many ways and it just really shows her personality through so much because she's one it's tough cookie brilliant and her family are amazing I mean I was already in love with them anyway but even more so now four um, wonderful Boys. With you all the way. Also on the show today, the brilliant super host of Saturday Kitchen, Matt Tebbit. Tell us about Matt Vassar. Oh, he's just so likeable, isn't he? On the telly, you know, you love being in his company and you're watching Saturday Kitchen. You're thinking, this is a lovely show. And he's chatting and he's in a kitchen and whoops, he's just whipped up a beef Wellington. It's just, it's, <laughs> he's so flipping good at it, isn't he? And he's just a, lo- a lovely man, a lovely human being and a very, very good cook and host. Also on the show today, McFly. Tell us about McFly, Tilly. Oh, I think McFly are just one of the best bands to have ever come out of this country. They've been together for 20 years this year, formed in 2003, made up of Tom, Danny, Dougie and Harry. They've had seven number one singles in the UK and they're back with their seventh album, Power to Play, which is out today. All right, Crystal Palace fans, football chant. To former Colchester goalie, Dean Gherkin. Stayed in a burger. You should have stayed in a burger. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, who's next, Vassos, please? She's your favourite property presenter on the telly and when you watch her new show on Monday, she might just become your favourite presenter on the telly. The inspirational Sarah Beanie versus Cancer airs Monday at nine on Channel 4. So let's welcome the itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, super-lovely Sarah Beanie! Sarah Beanie! <laughs> one Sarah Beanie! There's, There's only, only one, one Sarah Beanie! One Sarah Beanie! And you are here to tell us the tale of Sarah Beanie versus Cancer, 9pm, Channel 4. This is a must-watch for everybody. Good morning. Good morning. It's so nice to see <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You look well, you look strong, you Thank look you. bright, you look sparkling. What do you want to say about this show, this amazing film you've made? Well, do you know, I, thank you. That is that is quite some introduction. You're very kind. But it's all but, true. I well, could be kinder if we just have time. <laughs> well, thank you. It, do you know, it was... Um, it was a kind of a moment where I decided I'd make this documentary. Mm-hmm. I thought if you're going to do it, then do it properly and be honest. Yep. And and I wanted to tell the story about having, I wanted to, basically I wanted to raise awareness and I wanted people to feel that they weren't alone if they didn't have a family. I'm really lucky. I've got a really lo- lovely, supportive family and it was hard for me. And if you didn't have a supportive family, it's harder. So yeah. And you can't get too many different takes on any scary situation in life, I don't think. No, no. I, I suppose any scary situation. I, the one thing I've I've learned is because I was much scared, more scared about breast cancer before I got it because my mum died when I was ten. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, but I kind of think if you can remember that, it, you know, it will all. Be okay. everything in life's kind of okay, isn't it? Eventually. Well, it is what it is. I mean, it that's is. the thing. You take yeah. it head on, and you more than take it head on. So, you <laughs> open the film. You, you, I love the pre-titles. The pre-titles is Sarah Effin and Jeffin yeah. while <laughs> the film crew are getting ready, just to get us in the. It's, but it's a great. That for me is a great tone setter. Well, do you know it's really funny that because because I made this show with Johnny and Angie, so just three of us made right. it, okay. and I wouldn't have done it with a crew I didn't know or anything. So, and um, and when he cut that, so he was in the edit, and he said, "I've cut this beginning in. What do you think?" And I was like, "Ooh, God, ooh!" And then um, and then because everyone was got really upset about it because they said it's got swearing, and I was like, "You know, you have to leave it in. It's really, really powerful because it's it was an accident." And um, anyway, we all agreed that it could be bleeped. So this guy's oh, not I, a I bleeping. Think it's- <laughs> I think because it gets you ready, you know, because, you know, first of all, you haven't started filming, even though the cameras are running. And you know what I mean by that, if you're listening. Um, and so what it says to me as a viewer is, and I love you anyway, I've always, I think you're amazing. You know, we've, we've chatted before, your son's bands have been at Carpets, and they made the cut. Once- I, I know. We're in, we're in, we're in. You'd be uh, so wonderful, honestly. That's no, no, they God, love you. You, you, anything I could have done to help. But um, what it does is it says, look, this is going to be different. This is a different side of Sarah Beanie. So I, I was in anyway. And then I'm like, could I be any more in? No, I can't. I'm just checking. But this would have got me more in. Had I, were I not in the first place? Yeah, I mean, I think it shows, to be honest, I mean, it is quite a bit of swearing that is bleep. But I guess to me that that's what happens when... It's, it was such a high-stress moment. And if you're in that high-stress moment, that's kind of what comes out of my mouth, which probably isn't very good. Yeah, because, but... because I got a, a preview version, it wasn't bleeped. Oh, no, oh, did you? Oh, no, it is I, quite I sweary. Like, and they've not bleeped it. That's really brave. <laughs> but I did fight for that a bit, but they were a little bit unhappy right. on the channel. Well, it's cool, man, it's cool. So, I mean, one of the things, you know, and, you know, answer any question that I don't ask if I ask the wrong question, because I don't really care. I just want you to get all the news out there. You, know, it, you you suggest in the film that you've basically been waiting for cancer to knock on your door for the last 50 years. Yeah, I mean, I have, well, probably 40, because since my mother died. But yeah, I'm, so I got it 
um, at 50. And I sort of had, I guess the thing that the main thing I feel is that I had, um, I had a really big fear of breast cancer. And if I'm really honest, it was out of proportion with the amazing treatment that went on because yeah. a lot of our fear of cancer is based on someone who's maybe died, who we adored like 20 years ago or 10 years ago. And it's not based on current treatment and current treatment is so amazing. That's the big thing. And it's show. getting better every day, particularly for breast cancer. I'm not saying everyone is going to be fine, but but the outcomes, especially the earlier, the earlier the diagnosis. So if you've got any suspicion, go and get it checked because the earlier the diagnosis, the better the outcome. Yeah. So even in the last 10 years, like you say, um, uh, since your mum very sadly passed away, she survived for six years after the original diagnosis. Yeah. Just take, give us a bit of her journey, then we'll move on to yours. Yeah. So she had breast cancer. Well, God. Uh, so so she died 40 years ago when I was 10. So and she got it when I was four. So but I didn't know. It was, you know, it's a long, long time ago. But her diagnosis, weirdly, amazingly, I found her notes by some incredible miracle they hadn't been burnt anyway but so that was part of an investigation but her treatment um was the early days and and her she went on a trial that didn't work but but the results of that mean that that they now is treatment and that she didn't see her grandchildren, but I'll see mine. Yeah, I mean, one of the parts of the film when you, you get most upset and you sort of, you, it, it sort of creeps up on you, I think, in this particular part of the, of, of the amazing documentary you've made, is when you talk about your mum and you're okay with that and then you talk about your children and how much they <laughs> need their mum because everyone needs their mum. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't have your mum. And that 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 so no. that that drops so that lands so much more heavily with so much more gravity. And I think that's where we all had to pause the film. Yeah. They'll that that is the truth, is that they do, and I know they do. And you know, my children are well, everyone's children of the world to them. Well, maybe not everyone, but most people's children are the world, yeah. world to them. And I'm so privileged to have have the children and and the husband that I have because this journey has been made absolutely so much more bearable because I just am really blessed. That's my the greatest thing that I'm blessed for is having my kids and husband and, and, and support. them with you. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You know, they're a, you know they're everything. Well, they are for everyone, aren't they? But, you know, meanwhile, we all kind of got manically on board doing... I think I went into overdrive. Some people some people say I have got might have a bit of ADHD, which I definitely don't. But, um, but anyway, but... So my, yes, you do! I don't, I don't think it, definitely. Um, but anyway, so when I was diagnosed, I was like, right, OK, what are we going to do? So I made a daytime show, which is on at the moment, yeah. then I wrote a book, and then the, all the children, I was like, well, come along, we're all going to do loads of things. So um, they were, like, manically writing songs, and because, as you said, there's a band... And, and I've got a book coming out in August. In fact, I've did more during cancer treatment than I have ever in one year. To be honest, our family was just like churning out stuff. Like, you know, it's like nonstop. Yeah, but you're quite a busy bee anyhow. We'll get to bees later oh. if we've got time. Oh, yes, um, bees. When you said, you know, there's, you've got to watch this film, everyone. Sarah Beanie versus Cancer, Monday night, 9pm on Channel 4 and available thereafter forever, hopefully. Why wouldn't it be? Um couple of standout moments for me it's all by the way it's all standout but but we, we have to talk about kind. something so we'll talk about uh, a couple of things when you set off for your first chemo you decided to go on your own mm. that for me was interesting instructive enlightening fantastic uh, for people who haven't seen the film yet just just speak to that a little bit will you yeah um 
Well, that's probably me, actually. You know, that's... I mean, it, it wasn't that no-one else could be bothered to I know. come. In fact, they all waved you off. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. From they, the drive, it's like, we, we, Mum, we will come with you. No, yeah. I'm fine, thank you. Yeah. I'm going on that's, my own. It's kind of, you know, sometimes... Well, I find that when you're... When you really need to handle something, sometimes you have to find... You just have to find something inside yourself. Yeah. And that's like a... I'm much I can do it I can do it I just I just need to it's almost like I kind of go in I just need to be focused and centered yeah to cope it's, with it's things. so interesting isn't it as a thought because um if you don't have anyone to go with you that's that's one thing and you know that's not fair no, everybody, everybody should have horrendous. at least one person or some people to go with them you know when they're worried about something but I think that most people know it I'm with you as long as we know we've got people who would go with us, we don't want them to come with us. Exactly. Do you know That's what I mean? so it. That's it. That's isn't it? so exactly it. Yeah. It's it's knowing that they're there. Yeah. And but I'm then all right. you feel yeah. they that gives you the confidence to yeah. deal with it on your own. In yeah. fact, that's what it is. Is you know that they yeah they give you the confidence They've to got deal your with back stuff at home yeah you know mission control is is yeah. all good and safe good. and ready for your return, which makes you strong enough. Yeah. And now, now that you know that, actually, you want all of yourself available to yourself to focus and, and get On this yourself. job, get the job done. Yes, that's exactly Snap. it. Snap. Exactly. You're so spot ADHD on. ADHD twins. Yeah. There you go. Oh, oh do you have it? Well, no, just... <laughs> no, no, of course not. <laughs> um, right. Let's talk next about the another really moving scene because the the film it's like it's a big heavy subject which has really heavy uh, and and sort of. Uh, uh, really incisive moments of, of, of drama and things that stop you in your tracks but it all sort of comes across so beautifully composed um, and then then the moment that you decide to chop your hair off and you have this familial haircutting ceremony don't you yeah. just, just talk about that decision well I, I sort of I, I, get, I think I'm a bit of a control freak because I thought if uh, just a little bit. Um, so, um, so I thought if you're going to cut off your hair, then well, your hair, my hair was going to fall out, yeah, this and is that the was going to come out. This is the point. Either way, and you can do these cold caps, and they say it might not, or some of it might not fall out. Right. And I don't like mites. I like def definite things. Yeah. So I thought if it's going to fall out, it's going to go all over the bed, and at least if I cut it off, I can send it to the prince's. Uh, the, the Little Princess Trust, which makes wigs for uh, young children. I mean, they probably didn't want my hair because it's a bit sort of, it was a little bit overtreated. It's gorgeous is what it is. <laughs> but anyway, so you put it in tiny little bunches, which means they can make it into a wig. Whereas if I'd let it fall out, it would have been just all over the car and I'd yeah. have had to hoover so it up. Stay useful. So Be stay as useful, useful as you can in any situation. Always. Stay curious. <laughs> yes. Dive When the macro worries you and wobbles you, dive into the detail, you know, and use the detail as a useful distraction to, 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 to become more uh, able to, to help yourself and help other people in a situation. Yeah, I think that's... And try and find something positive in all situations. And actually, I sort of... They, want, they were happy. They all offered to cut their hair off. I was like, that's yeah. a bit over the top. And really. then you go... Then you, they, of course, because the, the people who, who deal with um, patients, cancer patients, are so amazing, you then go to a wig department, don't yeah, you? Yeah, now here's something amazing. Yeah. So I imagined a wig would look like sort of a dead rat sort of sliding <laughs> off your head. Do you remember that Hamlet advert? I'm so old that I remember that. <laughs> And other but things. It was, anyway, they sort of like things that, you know, anyway. And I was like, I am not wearing one of those wigs. Anyway, I went in because I thought, well, I probably, you know, ought to 
just be aware of how bad the wigs are. Yeah. Oh my goodness, the NHS gives you a wig and they are amazing. They are amazing. I mean, so brilliant. So I thought you couldn't have an artificial wig. They're so easy, so much easier than a real hair wig, actually, I realise. So yeah, brilliant. Everyone needs a wig. Now, when your son's band played at Carfest and it's in it's in the show, um, you were going to come, you decided not to come and your hubby did come because he's sort of in the band anyway. He's like the yeah. silent member of the band. And... Um, and you were at home, and then they returned home after their gig, and you said you you teared up a lot actually because you said you so wish you'd been there because you've, you've never really missed anything they've done before. I mean, no, I haven't missed them literally. You know, at like three when they're on stage and they say "big car," and you're like, "Yes, that was the best, best two big words, car, little in car the, ever, brilliant!" Like, yeah. gosh, I'm genius. Anyway, so I've never missed anything. Well, I probably have, but largely not. I've been very, very fortunate in my career that I can get to things like you know them doing the egg and spoon race and stuff anyway so um I've never seen anything but to miss them playing at Carfest was I mean that's like a massive it's massive it's like a proper grown-up place it's yeah. like and I'm, I'm yeah it was really really because really we didn't hard. know whether you were going to come or not we, th- we were told you might be coming and then at the last minute they said you know the message I got, I'll be honest with you, was she's, she doesn't feel well enough to come. But actually, that wasn't the case on the day, was it? No, it was just after my first chemo. And, and they said, you mustn't get an infection. Yeah. And to be honest, probably a few chemos down the line, I would have been a bit more kind of like robust. Chemo but hard. Chemo hard, that's yeah. it, yeah. But after the first one, they said, don't get an infection. Don't do this. Don't do that. You, you're going to be sick everywhere. It's mm-hmm. going to be... And I thought, they don't need me being sick in... In very nice lose at Carfest, but but you know I was thinking I don't need to be. I mean I'll be a real pain there if I'm sort of you know being really yeah, ill. Yeah. So once again, thinking of others, well, putting others well, first, which also <laughs> helps, doesn't it? It does help. Being, it does help. Be, we've talked about this before. Being selfless can is one of the most selfish things you can do because it's it does make you feel better and everybody thinks you're really nice. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's a tick, tick, isn't it? Brilliant. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So um, but yeah, and also I I thought yeah, it wasn't as I didn't feel as bad as I thought, and I'm lucky got a few infections but not you know you end up you know it's so lucky in the UK that we have all this amazing treatment I know I know I know Um, so we're talking to Sarah Beanie about Sarah Beanie versus cancer it's on Channel 4 it's on at 9 o'clock on Monday and please 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 watch it it's not it's not doom and gloom it's not doubt it has its moments but it's a wonderful film it's a beautiful film don't you think Sinead? I absolutely do. I mean, like I was saying earlier, I've always been a massive fan of yours so and just like love all of your programmes and this is just beautiful. And like you say, I think your family are just so wonderful. Four boys and they're all lovely and all get on. Well, well do you know, they don't always, they are quite I was going to say, thank times. God. They, are, they, are, they do get on actually. But actually, they, I mean, they are young and they work really hard. So I am, they don't always load the dishwasher. But, but you know, my youngest, um, who's the drummer, is 13. And so he is young to be expected to do. They probably get practice for like, I think, 15 hours a week and on top of school. And, and that's a lot, isn't it? Actually, sometimes when I'm cross with them, I'm like, do you pick up your clothes off the bathroom floor? And then I think, well, it's not okay. very rock and roll, Mum. Come on, <laughs> leave it out. <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, they, it's hard work for them and, and they work really hard and they're, you know, they they do amazing things. It's they're, amazing they're really what they're good. doing. They're they are awesome. good. Vassos. I, I really loved it, Sarah. I mean, I have... I, a bit like you, you know, my wife Caroline, her her mum's had breast cancer, her sister's had breast cancer, she's very high risk, she's got that gene you were talking about. And, and so, A, I didn't really know about the, the details of it, so it was kind of really useful. Um, you know, I, I hope it never happens, but if it does happen, I'll, I'll be a 
better husband for watching your show. So thank you very much. Oh, well good. said. Well said. And and the other thing is, you know, I, you were talking about your hair and and you know having it all cut off in the kitchen, which which actually looked quite fun. Yeah, you know, it was for quite everyone. fun at the end. But then it does come out, doesn't it? And it starts coming. Even your short hair starts coming out after the school run. And you just talked to was it just a camera in the dashboard? Do you know? And it was that I, that kind of got me. That got me welling up on your behalf. Yeah. Well, thank you. Do you know? It was. It was weird because I was sort of empowered when the kids and Graham cut off my hair but when it fell out it was and my amazing so I made this with Johnny and Angie as I said and and Johnny said do video diaries and I said I'm not doing video diaries that's a stupid idea because they're going to look awful and he said well do them and we don't have to use them and I only did them because I trust him completely and and trust Angie. And I, and I said, look, we'll probably cut them out. But when I thought maybe we'll refilm them, but actually, actually, when you put it in the edit and you see it, I thought, no, that is the truth. That's oh, really yeah. true. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. left well it in. Well done for leaving it in. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, well done any, everybody for leaving it in, but everybody's not you. So well done you <laughs> for leaving it in. It was honest. I wanted the documentary to be it's, honest. It, well, it's no point honest. making it. No. You know, otherwise. And hopefully uplifting as well. No, it's really... It's, I, I felt... After I watched it, I felt really strange because I thought, I don't feel sad. Good, good. That is what I wanted. Yeah. Because I don't want people to be scared no, I know. in the same way. And I've been surrounded by cancer. My mum died of cancer. My dad died of cancer. His two brothers died of cancer. You know, I've had things snipped out of me and stopped spread from spreading what the things, the same things that killed my dad, exactly the same thing that killed him, I've had snipped out of me. And um, But I just thought, what, what, how did you make that? What What have you just done to me there, Sarah Beanie, with this film of yours? <laughs> because it, it's it's... I actually felt so positive for the future of cancer, probably for the first time in my life. Do you know, I'm so, so glad. And that was, and actually, I mean, as you know, the boys, have re- they released a song today, but it plays over the end credits. And, and I kind of, to me, everything is sort of uplifting. I th- it should be uplifting, and to me, that sort of sums up. It, but this documentary sums up how I feel about cancer. Where are we now? Now I've well, I finished treatment. A lot of people said, "Oh, that's all clear." And and Billy, my son, said, keeps going, "No, no, sir, that is the same." And I keep going, "No, it's not," because all clear and end of treatment actually sort of feel different, but end of treatment, and and that's it. So yeah, I guess you... ultrasound looked good. Well, yeah, but I've. But I had to have a bilateral mastectomy because I've got a gene called PALB2. So actually, I can't get breast cancer anymore. Well, you could. It wasn't in my lymph glands, so it kind of yeah. hopefully won't spread. I mean, it could spread, but but that's sort of it. Like, we'll come back if you think you've got cancer. I won't really. I'm not a doctor. How am I meant to know that? Um, but that's. I'm on tamoxifen, which right. is 10 years. You take a tablet, which hasn't had the side effects I expected, right. which is really... I was really nervous about taking that. In fact, I didn't take it for three weeks. I called them the unhappy bag in right. the corner. I was like, I'm not taking the unhappy bag. Actually, but it's You have better. to, because that's your thank you, isn't it? Yeah. That's your 10-year thank you. Yeah, and... But, yeah, so... So good. I mean, you know... We're, you know, we're lucky, aren't we? It's yeah, good. It's, it's me. It, yeah. You know, you can only you can only live in the here and the now. Completely. Today's today. Isn't That's it? it, and you know that better than most people. Yeah, and and it's you know today's day, and and it all in the big scheme of things. I talk to, I'm very close to my brother, and and we always say to each other, you know, it's all going to be okay. It's yeah. just you know, it's fine, isn't it? You Great just, shirt, by the way. Shirt, did you yeah, say? Rocking oh, the shirt. Thank you. It's awesome. spotty. Is it, is it in the sale? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bargain. 
Sarah, it's great to see you. Oh, it's always it's great so to see you, nice but it's never you. been greater for obvious reasons. You're very kind. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Of course, um, uh, Escape to the Country Lives thing. <laughs> yes, on, oh, my daytime show is on at five o'clock every day at the yeah, moment. Yeah. It's brilliant, uh, by the way. Oh, thank you very More much. More absolutely crackers couples. Um, yeah, see oh, if they can uh, smash yeah. it in the country. But they're really, do you know, it's a really joyous show. If you're, if you're not a negative person, you'll like that five o'clock yeah, every day. Great. Sarah Beanie versus Cancer. It's on Channel 4. It's on at nine o'clock on Monday. And if you don't watch it, then there's no point in you having a telly. Okay, that's it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Vassos. There's no room on the third floor, so we've brought their catchy genius up to 17. Their new album, Power to Play, is out today and they're back on tour this autumn. But first, with their cover of Dancing in the Dark by McBruce McSprinkstein, <laughs> it's McFly! You're mad, you're mad. What's going on? There's a, there's a, a, there's eight people, right? If you go down the corridor and you, you look on your right, there's eight people booked a meeting room and trying to have a meeting. No, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And I just passed it, they went, oh, forget it. <laughs> well, all words to that effect. Uh, good morning, boys, how are you? Oh, we're yes. great. great. How are okay. you? Oh, amazing. Thanks so much for coming, honestly. You're lighting up the, the world this morning. It's so cool. Do you know what? It's so cool to play live. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, shush. Uh, the pleasure's all ours. So this is a brand new album. You're rocking it right up. You've gone for it with this album. Uh, Tom, thoughts before, during, and, and now, here where we are. As an album drops, another McFly album yes. drops today! I think this is our seventh, is that right? Our seventh studio album? Um, yeah, and I think this is the one where, obviously you've seen us play live many times. Actually, you saw us play live before you heard any of our records. Yeah, I saw you play live when you were seven. <laughs> um, in a warehouse in a, near the post office in I can't remember the name of the it's between Camden and the where the Big Breakfast used to be but I can't remember that. Is, it, is it Dalston? Caledonian Road Caledonian Road where yeah. the post office is yeah. Yeah. Post there's a yeah, prison the post there there's definitely a prison anyway there. sorry <laughs> we'll know about that what I was going to say yes. is that I feel like this for the first time in, uh, in our 20 years uh -huh. we've been able to translate what we do live onto a record and which is why it's so, it's so much fun to be able to start playing these songs live finally. Yeah. I feel like it's, a, it's the first true representation of... Because I think when people think of McFly, you think of like Five Cousin and a Hair or All About You or Stargirl. There's like lots of different kind of sounds from McFly. And I think what makes all of them tied together and make sense is when you see us play live. Yep. And this is the first time we've been able to actually record that. So why? Why so long, do you think? I don't know why it's taking so long. I think... I think we've always kind of consciously tried to make a record that sounds like something, to have a sound, like so the, the, when you put it on, it's recognisable as a collection of songs. Yeah. Um, but then it's more about like, oh, when we play live, how do we recreate the record? And I think this time it's more about how do we make the record recreate what we do live. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. 
Interesting. Come full circle. So we could go to origin stories. Uh, best origin story so far. Brand new, a hot off the press, up chucking Dougie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Almost didn't make the band because you couldn't stop throwing up. Yeah, I can't believe it's taken 20 years for that story to come out. Um, Unlike the stuff that was actually coming out yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah, that, that wasn't true, obviously. But yeah, I, I threw up in the bin uh, outside the audition to the right. band. Yeah. Okay. Um, anybody got a, a, a McFly origin story that can come close to that? Oh, put us on the spot. What yeah. can we think of? Go on, Tom. Oh. No. Dougie oh, didn't sorry. get Dougie sorry. didn't get in the band first time. Right, didn't get in didn't the band. get in. Was there was, was there a pre Dougie Dougie? This is like a villain origin yeah. story. We didn't want him. I got in, and then we yeah. had uh, we just couldn't find a bass player, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Dougie came back for a second audition. Did he? Yeah. And then he got in. It got well, it got down to Dougie and one other guy, and well, <laughs> we all well, got asked who do we want, and I I said the other guy. Really? <laughs> well, he lied. He lied. Uh, who lied? Dougie lied. <laughs> I remember saying, mate, what star sign are you? And he went, I don't know. I was like, what? And I just thought that was a you know, good question to ask. And he didn't know, yeah. but he was lying about his date of birth to okay. have an audition. All right. So, but you, you, is he, is, he sounds like he's still not been accepted. Well, no, yeah, he hasn't. It's, it's still a, it's a 20 year trial period. Okay. So, is today the day? It's judgment like, day. Yeah. Do you reckon? It's judgment today? today is the day. <laughs> we decide. It depends how he plays the next song. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll know that the other three are way are together now in a huddle. Looking at him. Yeah. And is, Dougie, it, oh, let's hear it for Dougie, everyone. <laughs> Thanks. Don't. Thanks. The truth is, we're just jealous because he's better looking than us and younger than us. Yeah, this is a bit of Pete Best Ringo yeah, Star Beatles thing going on yeah, there. there. Okay, there is, there good. Uh, now, Danny, you're cooking on gas, uh, lead vocals, guitar, as always, jointly vocals, but you're also literally cooking on gas because you keep cooking live on Instagram. <laughs> and it seems like you might, you, sometimes you might know what you're doing. Uh, do you know what? I love, I love cooking. Right. I loved it before I did MasterChef. And MasterChef's just given me that extra bit of knowledge. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm basically just uh, an overrated home cook. <laughs> wow. Okay. But I love it, you know, and, and it's like, for me, it's, it's quite mindful. And like, when I go home, first thing I do, I cook. And love that's, it. that's the only thing, put my phone to one side, yeah, yeah, put yeah. the music on, maybe a glass of wine. Literally, best thing. Yeah, and uh, it's just chopping, getting the chopping board out, starting the love ritual. It. Oh, I love it. I love it too. And then the smells make oh, you, you man. know, and there's music. It just feels, it's very comforting. I agree. Yeah. You, you feel you're with, you're with yourself. You absolutely. have yourself back. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, let's just talk briefly about Giovanna because she's embarking on this amazing walk, isn't she? She's about to do another trek for Copperfield, yeah, for the okay. breast cancer. Okay, we've been getting texts from ladies who are packing this morning to be with her. Amazing. On a five-day trek at Hadrian's Wall. That's right, yep. And uh, yeah, she's a patron for the charity she's been on. I, I went on one of the matches when she was pregnant, I went on, and the treks are amazing. They're these genuinely life-changing experiences and not because of obviously it's a challenge and the walk is a challenge but the people you meet and the stories I mean I massively overshared all of our McFly secrets with everyone that <laughs> I was on day one of the walk but you just just tell all of these what? apart from the throwing up story I was going to say apart from the Dougie story yeah there's some, there's some bad secrets Tom. which ones were, which ones have you been sharing oh I love that Oh, I yours. like this. This is it, isn't it? This is the beginning. This is the birth of rock and roll, McFly. It's all coming out now. You've got the rock hard mouth for the first time because I think it's because you feel like you can, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, I think there is an element of that. I think before, you know, we, we kind of tread the line between pop and rock. And I think with pop music, which I love, you're, you know, the trends change so quickly and you can easily fall into the trap of trying to chase those trends and, and copy other things. Yeah. That are 
And I think this time we were just, and we started writing a record and our producer said, look, you need to forget these songs. They're boring. He, he said, said they're boring. He said they were boring. <laughs> said they were boring. Um, and he wanted, to, he, he made us write down on a whiteboard what McFly meant to us. And, That's um, interesting. And what we wanted, wanted the album to sound like. And guitars and guitar music and rock music was um, kind of front and center. Got it. So, Dougie, uh, aside from the story that's in all the papers today that you forgot that you said on the telly last night, yeah, yeah. Um, g- you give us give us some some of Dougie's perspective on the world of McFly twenty years on. Because I was doing the maths, two thousand four, five colours in her hair. But of course, you were together the year before that, which was two thousand three, which is twenty years. Boom. There you go. Well, oh, I mean, for me, it, it doesn't really feel like it's been twenty years. It only feels like a good a good couple of years, maybe. But twenty years, I, I don't know. But right now, feels. Really, really awesome. We were just talking about it the other day. Like, I haven't been this excited about a new album since maybe like the third album. Yeah, um, it feels really, really right. But I can sense that today. Yeah, we're, I mean, you're always pros. You you always give great gig. There's no you, you don't you leave nothing on the pitch. You always give. If you if you ever ever seen McFly, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen McFly, you will not be disappointed. Even if you can't stand the the sound of their name, just go and see them, and you'll be converted. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you. But look, I know what you mean though, because you do. It, it's how has it been twenty years, and you're still loving what you do. You seem to have a you know you seem to have a sort of not a rebirth, uh, but there seems to be something different today about you. Do you you know what I mean? By yeah. That? yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I feel it. Yeah, I, I, I really feel it. I feel like really, really excited. I feel like everyone's on the same page, but it really doesn't feel like twenty years. It only feels like yeah, a couple of years ago that you were the first celebrity I met. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you. You took me out for the eighteenth. You took me out for my eighteenth birthday. So, so, no, I took your mum out for your eighteenth birthday. Wee- what wee- brought me along? Wee- <laughs> wee- wee- let's take it. Tell us. Tell it like it is. <laughs> Tom, did you think that, that 20, years, 20 years hence from tw- 2003 slash 2004, I mean, did you ever think about 20 years on? Did you ever think about this? Does this com- how does this compare to thoughts you may have had of the future? I think, yeah, I think we, were, we always said we were committed to this forever, you know, for the long run. But the reality of that is like a 20 year, it's not, it's a relationship, you know, it's a friendship. And that goes through ups and downs. And, you know, and you have to really work on the, f- I think the thing that took us by surprise is how much, you have to work on your relationship over 20 years. Yeah. And obviously that goes through, oh, Harry's going to... This album is us spicing things up in the bedroom. Oh, there you go. And so why our relationship's really <laughs> good Harry, at the moment. you're on fire today, man. It is, it is. Well, you're right, we've just said... Nobody puts we Harry said, behind the drum kit other than Harry. I was, I was very... I don't I know. know. Does, does any other drummers, any other drummers ever come in and t- s- walk from the drums to the lead singers, Mike? This is where guys. This is my moment, live way, on radio. Double holding the mic like Donny Osmond in his heyday. Uh, the truth is, my, my palms are sweating slightly. Harry Love. <laughs> exactly. Um, you must be excited about the cricket next week. Oh, yes, finally. Let's talk about cricket. That's <laughs> <laughs> what everyone wants to talk about. I've been He's giving Tom. This morning. I've been giving Tom lots of lessons on cricket because his son loves cricket. Yeah. My son loves a guitar. Yeah. There's something weird going on there. Um, and yeah, I've been giving Tom a lesson on the Ashes, the history of the Ashes, why it's so special. And I showed him the Headingley 2019 highlights, Ben Stokes, Jack Leach. Yeah, yeah. He got hairs on, on, yeah, on his arms. Hairs thing. where he's never, he had only dreamt of hairs before. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I'm very excited about the cricket. Okay, and you are quite a good cricketer. Well, we went to India, of course, together, yeah, we didn't did we? Play cricket in 2005. India. That's how we know, isn't it? Yes, yes we um, So, So cricket, your favourite thing in the world? Um, I, I'd say just second after McFly. Come on. 
Okay. No, that's your job, though. I mean, yeah. so 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 cricket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cricket. There's your family as well, but yeah, yeah. that we take that Oh yeah. Mental. Whoops. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Family. So I was, I was saying, not with Sally McFly and my family. Um, we, we cricket with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love All right, cricket. Cool. Yeah, yeah. McFly, come on! Yeah. Live from the top of the tower. Brand new album out today. Hey, 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 hey. With a pinch of razzle and a dollop of dazzle, our next guest makes your weekend begin delicious. Saturday Kitchen continues tomorrow morning at 10 on BBC One with a very special superstar guest. He's also coming to Carfest, so if for no other reason, buy a ticket and leg it to Matt Tebbit! Yay! <laughs> Matt Tebbit in the house. Hi, Matt. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. I love this because you're on our show. Uh, we're talking about going on your show. Then tomorrow on your show, we'll talk about the fact you've been on our show. <laughs> Yay! Symbiotic. What a party business. atmosphere this is. It's always like this. It's not unlike your programme. It's kind of ridiculous, though. Yeah, I, I came in sleepy today. Yeah. And then I heard them. The no McFly chance. boys are amazing. But you've had a bit of a rock and roll week. You went to see Coldplay. Yes, I did. Where was yeah. that? Uh, that was in Cardiff uh, the other night, and they were amazing. I'm kind of wholesome. I felt better for going. Did you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you wear the wristband? Did you get yeah, a wristband? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, you went with the family? I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's around the corner because you live in Monmouth. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was, it's about sort of 40 minutes away, but it, what an atmosphere. I mean, those guys really know and how to do And they always stadiums. pull a white rabbit out of a hat. Not then they need to. What was Tuesdays? They pulled uh, Kelly Jones. What? Yeah, it was amazing. And they, you know how they moved from the, the, the main stage and they got that runway? Yeah. And then they moved to another sort In of the little round. stage. Intimate. Where they sort of, they, all the guys at the back of the stadium, they sort of connect with them. Yeah, yeah. And Kelly Jones came in and they played acoustically. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Wow, what a week. So you love your yeah, rock and good. roll then. Yeah, you love your cool. music. Yeah, and yeah, you've been yeah. to Carfest before. I have. I have. I did it last year and it was fab. It's just a real good feel good kind of festival. Everyone wants to be there. Everyone's having fun. Um, it's just, yeah. Get the weather good as well. It's just wild. Yeah, and the I weather's going to be great because we've been told by my gardener, Leshik, mm. that this weather's right. going to stay till September, which is, is great because right? Carfest is the last week in August. <laughs> so we just about made... And he's convinced. He says, no, no, because he's checked all his... Wet. He knows about all this stuff. Um, okay, I'm so glad you're coming again. Despite um, Emily's best attempts um, to, yes, to Matt, turn I'm you vegetarian over very, the campfire. I'm very sorry about our 18 Can you reframe this so people yeah, can so get up to date with it? Emily, she's 19 now. She was 18 then. She had had quite a lot of the cold, cold free drinks. booze on offer in that right. bar. So had I, to be fair, which is why I don't remember. And, uh, <laughs> she was, she was, she, I mean, she was, you know, in that eighteen-year-old earnest way. Yeah, yeah. She was, she didn't, she didn't know that you were Matt from Saturday Kitchen. <laughs> she was just telling you because she was telling a lot of people that she's vegetarian now, oh, yeah. and you should turn vegetarian. <laughs> and whenever you started to say, "Well, the thing is," because no, it's fine. I thought that too, but. I'm vegetarian and it's fine. <laughs> so I'm, I, I think I think that was at the time I was doing uh, karaoke angels with Mike from uh, BBC Sport. Yeah, which has um, a surprisingly uh, difficult key change in it. Yeah, but I you, handled it well. You, you, yeah, I love that. It's like we, can, we can all speak French as well when we're done, can't we? Oh, my goodness. So Saturday Kitchen, you started as a, mm -hmm. as a super sub for James Martin back yeah. in the mid-noughties. Uh, quite some time ago. I stood in for him once. And then, and then I did it again. And then there was many years I didn't do it. And then it suddenly, it suddenly sort of came around. And it was, yeah, it's not an overnight sensation. Let's say that. Uh, but it's great. I absolutely loved it. That so show. how many it's years so have you been doing it for now? I think probably full time for about seven. Isn't that crazy? Like that. Isn't that you? You've been 
the incumbent host on Saturday Kitchen for seven years yeah. now. And, but do you know what? And people still say, oh, you're that bloke from Saturday Kitchen. They yeah, don't yeah. quite know your name. <laughs> yeah. Or Saturday in the morning or something like that. They never yeah, quite yeah, get but it. You, look, we take what we can get in this business, don't we? Of course we do. How did cooking start for you? Where did it start? I, um, I hear whispers of Prue Leith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did a, a year at uh, her college and then I went into kitchens through London. And uh, yeah, that was it really. I just, I used to, I've always been greedy. And I think family holidays, um, in, we had a little caravan. We used to go off to northern France and eat sort of snails and really good bread and fish soup and all those kind of the the delicious, well. delicious bistro food. So I really got into it then. And then, um, and then I used to cook for my housemates when I was in university. And that became really quite enjoyable. And then I just sort of, sort of so you thought I'd give it a try. So you genuinely liked cooking. It was something you did for Absolutely. pleasure. Absolutely. And I was I always wanted to go into the Air Force. And then that uh, that had a change of tack. I, you know, flying was really hard, it turns out. Uh, so so I used to go back and As cook. As to flying. <laughs> exactly. Very good. Um, and I used to go back and cook for my flatmates. And and that, yeah, but that became more sort of more fun, I suppose. So so um, a couple of tipping points in your sort of journey to Saturday Kitchen. Mm-hmm. First first proper job that you got paid to cook. Um, that was uh, Marco Pierre White. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Yeah. Eddie, go home. Wow. No need for Eddie Temple Morris. Now we've got three and a half hours on what's it like working for Marco Pierre White. <laughs> I, I used to hang out oh, with him when you joy. were working for him. Oh, yes, my God. Yes, Well, it was back in the... Uh, my first job was in uh, just off Piccadilly <laughs> at the Criterion. I know. <laughs> Which is round, yeah, round from Golden Square, where you always I know. used to hang out. I know. <laughs> Those are the days. Yeah, and then he took over the basement, the Oak Room. That's right. Which was opposite the Criterion. Yeah, the Oak Room. Uh, I lasted a month there and I got sacked and he put, then put me in the Criterion. He he once served me... He said, you've got to try this. Chris, you have to try this. Have, did he force it in your mouth? No, That's well, what he, you he forced it <laughs> onto this. my credit card, that's for sure. <laughs> it, was a, it was the 12-hour slow-roast pineapple. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's 80 great. 80 quid. With, then, with chilli. What is it now? Chilli and vanilla. Unbelievable. I mean, it was it's nice. It's amazing. Wasn't that nice? It was... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a slow-roasted pineapple? Yeah, it's delicious. It looks like a shrunken head, though. Oh, OK. <laughs> and then they put the, sort of the spiky bit back in the, t- in the top. And right. it looks amazing. And it's studded with vanilla and chilli, ginger. It's really good. Marco Pierre White is absolutely fascinating. People talk about Anthony Bourdain and Heston Blumenthal. But for me, it's always going to be Marco. His book, White Slave. White Heat. Sorry, White Heat. I always call it that White Slave. That was revolutionary. I always call it White Slave because I've read it. Yeah. And um, it's one of the best books you could ever yeah. read. It's like, well, that, that... Did, this re- did any of this really happen to people? Oh, my word, yes. <laughs> is, it, but... is it true that when he... Because he, t- he says this in the book and he said it to me. But is it true as somebody who worked for him? Yeah. Is it true that he, if somebody wanted to work for him, he would just say, fry me an egg? Is that a true story? It didn't happen to me. I can imagine. Yeah. For sure. He said, if you can't fry an egg, you're not working in my kitchen. I can imagine that would happen. So how do you fry an egg? I... <laughs> Lots of butter. Yeah, lots of lots really of butter, hot pan. nice and crispy. Really, you know, hot so pan. in, in uh, catering college, they'll teach you to do it sort of perfectly, and it's, there's there's no crispy bits. It's got to have but you, bits. you need butter, and you baste it, and make it all crispy. And delicious. Yeah, would you spoon? Would you spoon Absolutely. the butter over the baste top it. of the yolk at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get the sort of purple. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, just just take that that sort of membrane. Kind exactly. Of just take that off. We're there, aren't we? It's like being on Saturday Kitchen yeah. now. So seven years as the main host. Wow, working for Amanda. What a. By the way. 
great gang, great yeah. gang. Amazing. Saturday kitchen. Amazing. Such Very difficult crew. to get a parking space, but anyway. Um, <laughs> apparently, the sword Do you need to worry about tomorrow? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I got my briefing notes yesterday, my itinerary, get there for half eight. We'll yeah, live yeah. for a trail on BBC Breakfast yeah. uh, at half nine or about ten? About half nine, 25 half past nine. nine yeah. And then we're on, and we've got other chefs with us tomorrow. Mm-hmm. O- over your seven years mm-hmm. of residency, and may may your reign continue, long yeah. continue. Um, Fingers crossed. Highlights, uh, guests, um, heaven and hells, um, etc. Um, oh, we've had some. We've had, I mean, Gary Barlow is always up there with me. What a lovely man! It's always the ones who have got nothing to prove. Did he bring his own wine, Gary? No, because you know he makes his own wine. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I do. Um, yeah, it's very nice. No, he's he's super cool. Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Did he make cocktails? Because uh, that's what remember. he does. No, he kind of orchestrated the show. So he chose the chefs. He yeah. kept, he brought in Jeremy Lee and uh, Emily from from Cornwall. Because um, he hasn't he taken over sort of from Anthony Bourdain. Who? Stanley, Stanley. Tucci. Doesn't he? He kind of he does that, that brilliant show. Travels through Italy. Isn't it with um, the same production company? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Another fascinating. It's, it's a nice gig. It's a great gig. Uh, and he does it very very sort of effortlessly yeah. as well. So he he'd be Darn up there. him. Huh? Darn him. <laughs> um, and I have to say, probably Barry Humphreys. Wow. I didn't see that one. He was so sparky. I mean, at the time, I think he was probably 86. And he was, was he very so naughty? sparky. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was. What was his heaven and hell? Can you remember? Um, I oh, Don't put me on the spot. I cannot Sorry, remember. I, I can't remember that. Um, it's not fair. <laughs> Too much detail. <laughs> yeah. Trouble is, they all they blend in one week know, to another. I know, I know, I know. And every now and again, you get somebody who stands well, out and they, they really stood done out. Done so many. So yeah. the Omelette Challenge is back tomorrow. Just for you. Well, here we go. So so I can't remember when and why it ended. Did it end before you before you took over? No, it ended while I was there. Um, I, I suppose it's like everything. They just want to refresh, just try something new. I still love now it. Now we have... Well, we're bringing it back for you. <laughs> bring it back for you, baby. Can't wait. Theo Randall's still, still the king of the yeah, hill. Yeah, he is. 14 yeah, yeah. seconds. So ridiculous. He's the Guinness World Record holder. Um, yeah, so so that'd be good. But we you know, we sort of kind of refresh it. So we got other items now in the middle and we bring in cocktails. Yeah, yeah and I, know, I, know, I know. You know how it works. It's a great show, man. It's a great show. It's a great show. It's really good fun. And where's it going to go? Um, are you there forever? Are you there forever? Well, I hope so. I mean, never, nothing's forever, is it? But uh, yes, uh, keep myself in good order and hopefully I'll be there in a yeah, couple yeah. of years. But you see, we talk about, <laughs> you know, I used to talk to James about it a lot. We yeah. talk about, you know, talking to time on telly, on live telly. Mm. So you get a countdown, 30 seconds to go, whatever it's going to be. Floor manager tells you, first of all, with the hands, mm-hmm. and then you get it in your ear. Mm-hmm. And if you're not listening or you're not paying attention, they start shouting in your ear and you can't yeah, hear yourself think that and this kind of stuff. But you've got to cook to time how it's, the heck do you do we can't we can't cook anyway we can't if we've got three hours to get ready for our, our family by <laughs> two o'clock on a sunday afternoon we get it wrong you've got like 10 minutes to cook a beef wellington yeah and if the guest to chats time. if the guest chats too much it gets shrunk to about six or seven right. uh so it's it, that's all in rehearsals it's all with a home ex and then you speed things up and if you're really in trouble i usually throw to the table so tomorrow is uh helen mckinn is yeah. on she's bringing uh, the wine She's she's been away. She's uh, she's had a knee operation, but she's back tomorrow. So I will throw to them and go uh, answer question. I mean, in that kind of and then you do some stuff that we you don't. Do, you do something, and then I'll quickly do something. Do something, and then try and pull it together. But I kind of like that. I mean, it's a bit like this. You like that pressure. You like the pressure of getting things done to time. What pressure. Well, I know you're walking around about. barefoot, man. Come I've on. never seen this before. It's only because I can't find my shoes because I'm too panicky. Don't know where I last, know where I last left. Wow. Right, who's on tomorrow? Who's the chefs tomorrow? Uh, we got uh, bearded lunatic Freddie Bird from right. Bristol. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Mandy Ying, 
Um, she's doing Malaysian curry. Uh, so it should, it'd be good. The food would be really nice, really nice. Okay. Yeah, you're in for a treat. I you haven't sh- done it with me, have you? No, I struggled no. with my hell this time because I've I know, now decided I, I like everything on I the noticed. planet. Yeah. You know. You do like everything. And is I heard our, the reason we like more as we get older is because your palate is one of the few things that improves with age. Mm-hmm. Is that true or is it just the opposite? We I can taste less, so therefore know. we don't... Um, I Do I like more as I get older? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, it's, apart from tripe, I can't do that still. Because... I'm not that old. Because I just do texture right. and smell. Right. Can't do that. Um, I, I struggled a bit with Icelandic food when I was in Iceland. I, I talked to your researcher about this. Right. She said, what, what, well, what is your hell? I said, I said, just deep sea... Icelandic food. We went there for a while. Sea and monsters. Yeah, sea I monsters. mean, it's, it's like well, I, I've no, I've never seen this in a in uh, David Attenborough's never been near, near any one of these. I'm nor has Jack Stu, or in fact James Cameron. The, nobody's ever even made this up before. But it's apparently it's real, and it's off the shores of Iceland. Right. You've been to Iceland? No, I haven't. Oh, it's amazing. Is it? Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's really so- expensive though. Uh, I, I think beer's really expensive. That's what everyone tells no, me. No, it is. It is. It is expensive. Um, to buy things, but yeah. like hotels and the, you save you save on taxis because it's so cold. You have just to stay where you want. If you you pick the restaurants you might want to go to and, and don't leave. Well, you get the hotel that's closest to them because it is apps. I mean, it's not breaking news, is it? Iceland is cold, <laughs> but it really is cold. Um, uh, your heaven and hell. What would your heaven and hell be? My heaven is Chinese food. Chinese food. love Chinese food. That's very general. If I said that to your producer, they wouldn't let me. They, no, they, I know. Ha- they say they say we we need more. Yeah, I know they were. It's annoying, isn't I it? I love Chinese food. Um, I'd have all the favourites like salt and chili spare ribs crispy duck. and duck, obviously. How good, how good and is crispy duck? Oh, they do these amazing mushrooms. They can woody mushrooms, woody fungus in black vinegar, oh. which is re- they're sort of crispy and delicious. What about your favourite meat? Um, probably pork. Pork? Why? Why? Fatty pork, pork belly. Oh, okay. Delicious. All right. Wobbly pork belly. One thing we talked about um, on the phone in yeah. the pre-chat for tomorrow yeah. was 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 the heated plate thing. So <laughs> if you go to a really great restaurant and you get some some you get a, a really well cooked steak or perfectly cooked, yeah, okay, and then they let it rest for the ten or twenty minutes, yeah. so all the juices go back in, all this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And the residual heat does its thing, and they get it perfect, and then they put it on a hot plate, and the plate starts cooking it. <laughs> How hot are the plates? Well, with pork, you've got to be careful, and fish, you've got to be careful. Yeah, but they're just warm, right? And if they went out cold, the food would be cold instantly. That's the trouble. Okay. And people expect hot plates. There was a there was a, a very famous chef called Rody Lee, who he had a customer in once, and this dish kept going back into the restaurant. The customer kept complaining it wasn't hot enough. So he put it under the grill and he sent it back and it was crucified and the plate, the waiter couldn't hold the plate, still wasn't hot enough. So he went out personally and lit a blowtorch in front of this woman right. and set fire to the plate. Right. And he said, is that better? And she said, it's marvellous. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, come apparently, on, that's not a true apparently story. Apparently so, apparently so. Who's your favourite chef in the world? Oh... Oh, tricky. Okay. Uh, I used to, well, TV wise, I used to love Floyd. Yeah. And now I love Rick. Yeah. I love that gentle kind of stroll. Also, the one camera, the single camera thing. Single, yeah. One pan, single That's camera. That's really clever. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I can't do that. Well, you <laughs> don't like know. You don't presenting. know. You don't know. Um, Favourite chef in the world. Oh, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a tricky one. We have some great chefs on. You couldn't say one. Okay. You can't have a favourite. Favourite restaurant in the world. Favourite restaurant in the world. Um, I have a few. 
So there's one called the Column Door, which I'm sure you I know. I love the Column Door. Not necessarily for food, but we, the setting. We talked about it yesterday. We talked about the crudite bowl. Yeah. So you the go there for that. It's like, having, it's like having your own farm of, of everything ex- you like. That extra table they bring up next year. Yeah, it's amazing. And then Magnum's Rosé. Okay. Amazing. So, so that's be, France done. That would be up Let's there. Let's go to Italy. Let's go to Italy. Uh, it would be a little place in Puglia where it's a butcher's shop. So it's a butcher shop by wow. day and by night wow. they have a little wood oven. Wow. So you go into the butchers and you, you order your, your steak or your whatever it is. Yeah. And then they push it through a hole in the wall and then they cook it in the wood oven and they just bring it to you. There's a, there's a place like that in Old Antibes um, called Brule, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And they have this big open fire and it all goes in there. It's so oh, hot nice. in there all the time. It's brilliant. And there's another place in Bordeaux. Yes, I want to go there. I know where you're talking I can't, about. I can never remember the name. Yeah, no I've can been I, there. But, um... And they slaughter the goat on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> Wow. In the street. I didn't know that. I didn't know I that. I may have made that up. Yeah, I think you have. I'm not sure that's allowed. Yeah. OK, no, that's not allowed. That doesn't happen in this place that we are now not going to name. It's not even in Bordeaux. It's probably in Brazil. Or well, maybe not in Brazil. It's probably on another planet. Um, give us one more. Give us Cali- North America. I'd go California, but you go North America. Um, French Laundry. No, never been. Never been right. to French Laundry. I try to steer clear of those kind of places with all the hype. I like right. to go to neighbourhoody places. So in New York, you'd go down and, oh. and have a, one of those sort of quite grungy. You know, every restaurant in New York is really dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Those sort of... I, New York is a, full of food heaven, isn't it? It's, it's lovely. full of food heaven. It's fab. We're almost out of time. What else, can we, what else do you want to say while you're on? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I don't mind. What do you want to do tomorrow? Just, I want to have fun. Yeah. I want to get some people on the Carfest website okay. just because okay. it's going to be a beautiful weekend. It's going to be sunny outside. People will be in it's the mood for making su- summer plans. 30 degrees tomorrow. And what I've, as I say, uh, from, from uh, the gardener, beautiful summer all day. <laughs> cold gar- drink. Okay, cold drink in the garden. Cold, number one. Cold drink in the garden. I still haven't Pims this year. Anybody Pims this year? Get your first Pims of the year? Maybe that's the weekend. For yeah, Pims. I had Pims at Chelsea Flower Show the other week. How was that? It was really expensive. <laughs> just yeah. pay. Do you know how much it was? Uh, for what, a jug or a... For, gl- for one Pims. Not a pitcher. No. Not a pitcher of no. Pims. To be honest, if you didn't buy a pitcher... I think it was a pint. I'm not interested. I think it was a pint of Pims. Pint. Oh, okay, I'll take a pint of Pims. At Chelsea, it's got to be 20 quid. It was 17 quid. 17 quid. <gasps> yeah. It's all lemonade as well. It was. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so Pims... <laughs> he runs a tight ship, does our match. <laughs> um... Soft drink, lemon lime bitters. That's nice. So, nobody said soft drink. We didn't say nobody <laughs> said, so- said soft drink. Cold, say soft drink. cold drink. Oh, cold drink. Uh, I'd Passos, have come a... on, one cold drink this weekend. What are you going to go for? Gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. Ooh, old school. Negroni. I had a white Negroni, Negroni last night. I love that. Nothing says summer more than a Negroni. You <laughs> <laughs> get hot just thinking about it. That's a party class, isn't it? <laughs> Martini, that's a party. Wow. Okay, we're just talking about alcohol now. Sorry. All right. <laughs> we're on Saturday Kitchen tomorrow. Matt, thanks for being on the breakfast show today. Welcome. Lovely to be okay, here. Okay, we're going to have Chris. loads of fun tomorrow. Live on BBC One from 10 o'clock till half past 11. Myself, Matt, and the brilliant Saturday Kitchen team. Uh, be a bit kinder than you need to, especially to yourself. Bye bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. 
Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.